Well, bless the Lord, isn't it always good to be able to worship, sing, and just to sit in his presence wherever you are, and you know, just to think upon him. We're going to turn to the scriptures now. Would you turn with me, please, to the book of Job again? We were on Job last week. We're going to just use one verse, and then we are going to just look more, especially at the book of Job right up until our present day. Job 42, verses 1 and 2. Job chapter 42, verse 1. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. I know that thou canst do everything. Let us pray. Father, take your word again, we pray. And Lord, that you would take it straight to your people, that we'd have listening ears, receiving hearts. And Lord, would you give us the understanding and the ability, Lord, to drink in and to take in and to eat up the word and the spirit. Lord, we pray that you would, Lord, help us to see, Lord, even that your word is alive, even this very day. Thy word is truth and it's living, it's powerful. And we pray, Lord, that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you'd have it to accomplish today. And that all people that would come under the sound of thy word, whether it's live now on Facebook or on YouTube, or whether it's later or at another time, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you would instruct them and teach them and help us, Lord, to be ready for thy return. Glorify your son. Father, remember our nation tonight, today. Remember our nation this morning. Remember our people. We pray, Father, for your hand to be upon us. Turn us back to you, Lord, and glorify your Son. For Jesus' sake we pray. Amen. So this is the third week in our series, All Things, Everything, and Anything. Again, the first week was Matthew nineteen twenty-six. The Lord Jesus proclaims, with God all things are possible. That was to do with salvation. It's impossible with man, possible with God, and only possible with God. And then last week we looked at Job 42 and verse 2. There we had Job's exclamation. And he says, I know thou canst do everything. We're going to look at that again a little this, this morning. And notice, I know, here we have a proclamation, then it's revelation of Job. And in the Lord's will, Lord willing, next Lord's Day morning, we intend to do, uh, the Lord asking, is anything too hard for the Lord? It's a question, a question, and that's to do with our preservation, the seed of Abraham, the preservation. Okay, so all things, everything, and anything. Last week we looked at how Job had lost everything and it's until he realizes who he is. He's sitting in dust and ashes. He's scraping with a pot shirt. His friends have come around him, so-called friends, no good to him, pointing out his faults and his failures, his sins and so on. And so Job's life seems to be getting worse. His wife is shouting, curse God and die. 
Job retains his integrity before God, and then God asks him, were you there when I created the earth? And we've seen the impossibility there too. And that great impossibility couldn't be changed until God brought revelation. I know, he says. It means he was, he was illuminated, he was enlightened, as it were, to the things of God and what God's ability was. For example, in Job 39, verse 19, the Lord asked him, Hast thou given strength to the horse? Verse 26. Doth the hawk fly by thy wisdom? Verse 27. Doth the eagle mount up at thy command? The answer is no, Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord. And then when we go into Job chapter 40 and 41, then the Lord asked Job about two great beasts. That's what we want to look at. People have heard about them, I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen many uh, theologians speak on them if, you've, if you watch uh, Christian television or DVDs or something. But I want to give you something different. I want to give you another angle on this that I believe is happening this very day. So in Job chapter 40, please. And if you will... Let your eye run down Job chapter 40 to verse 15. The Lord mentions one of these beasts. Notice what he says. Behold now behemoth which I made with thee. He eateth grass as an ox. Lo now his strength is in his loins and his force in the navel of his belly. He moveth his tail like a cedar. The sinews of his stones are wrapped together. His bones are as strong pieces of brass. His bones are like bars of iron. He is the chief of the ways of God. He that made him can make his sword to approach unto him. Notice the Lord mentions here behemoth. If you allow yourself then to go to chapter 41. Chapter 41 and verse 1. The Lord says, Canst thou draw out Leviathan with a hook, or his tongue with a cord which thou lettest down? Canst thou put a hook into his nose, or bore his jaw through with a thorn? Will he make any supplications unto thee? Will he speak soft words unto thee? Will he make a covenant with thee? Wilt thou take him for a servant forever? Wilt thou play with him as with a bird? Or wilt thou bind him for thy maidens? Shall the companions make a banquet of him? Shall they part him among the merchants? Canst thou fill his skin with barbed irons? Or his head with fish spears? Lay thine hand upon him. Remember the battle, do no more. Behold, the hope of him is, is in vain. Shall not one be cast down? Even at the sight of him, none is so fierce that dare stir him up. Who then is able to stand before me? The Lord is saying, these two great beasts that God has created, he says, can you take these beasts and tame them, in other words? Notice, uh, he says, can you lay your hand upon him and remember the battle and do no more? In other words, he's given the idea of Leviathan, how, how terrible and how fierce he is. And notice here he says, 
In other words, if you tangle with him and live through it, you will never want to go near him again. That's what some commentators are saying about this Leviathan. Behemoth seems to be full of strength, but not in a fierceness way as Leviathan. Verse 1 says you can't catch him with a hook. Verse 7, you can't harpoon him. Verse 9, shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? In other words, will, will you not hide if you see him? If you were to see him at a real glance of him, would it not cause fear in you? That's the idea of this. Would you not hide from him? Verse 12, he's very powerful, we're told. Verse 13, he has two heads. Verse 14, who can open the doors of his face? In other words, his teeth are terrible round about. Verse 19, out of his mouth goeth burning lamps and sparks of fire leap out. You can read all this in the chapter. Verse 21, his breath kindleth coals and the flame goeth out of his mouth. And in verse 24, his heart is as firm as stone. In verse 31, he maketh the, day, the deep to boil. What sort of a creature is this? What are these two great creatures? Uh, we hear much talk of them being some sort of dinosaurs, behemoth and leviathan. Some say leviathan, I've heard say, is a, is a dinosaur and so is behemoth. But they, others then try to ex- explain it that one is a hippo and one is a crocodile. My word, does it sound like it? Doesn't really sound like it. And whatever they are, Leviathan seems the most ferocious of the two. But the mighty, that is the almighty God that's spoken of 31 times in the book of Job. He says to Job, in Job 41 and verse 5, Wilt thou play with him as with a bird? Or wilt thou bind him for thy maidens? The idea is, would you play with him as a bird? And this ferocious beast, Leviathan, would you be able to put a lead on him and take him for a walk with your maidens? That's the idea. And the, Lord, the Lord says these things to Job to show Job his weakness, even on, in these matters, never mind the matters that's happened to him and before Almighty God as well. The answer is, no, Job, you can't, he says. In other words, God's saying, can you? Of course you can't. Can you? No, you can't, he says, but I can. That's the idea of this. That remember the revelation of Job in Job chapter 42 and 2 is, I know thou canst do everything. So all of these things that Job can't do with these beasts, God can do. God can do. Now remember we realized in uh, Matthew 19 and 26 in part 1 when the young man came to the Lord and they're wanting, and he went away rich because he wouldn't sell all that he had. Give on to the poor and take up the cross, come and follow Jesus. The disciples wondered who then can be saved. And Jesus says, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So with God all things are possible. We see it here in Job chapter 40, 38, 39, 40, 41, right through Job, but especially here when God starts to ask him these questions. That not all things are possible. And Job then, he exclaims, with God all, with God, pardon me, I know thou canst do all things. So this, this Leviathan creature, um, we're going to look at him mostly t- 
today because, and it's going to be like a Bible study for you because this is the most ferocious one. And I want to show you that it's more than a creature. It was a creature, but it's more than a creature. Leviathan, for example, as we have read, is in Job 41, verse 1. Can't I draw out Leviathan with a hook? And then if you would turn with me to the Psalms, Psalm 74. Psalm 74. I'm going to turn with you, so as we have time to read. I want you to turn. I want you to turn with me. I want you to read it with your own eyes, from your own Bible. Verse uh, 13. Thou didst divide the sea by thy strength, and thou breakest the heads of the, notice the dragons in the waters. Thou breakest the heads, notice plural, the heads of Leviathan. So Leviathan has heads. Take note of that. The heads of Leviathan in pieces. And gavest him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. So God is able to do these things. God is the defeater of Leviathan. Leviathan has, it says, heads. Okay. Then go with me to Psalm 104. Psalm 104. And we're going to lift uh, verse 24, and reading on. O Lord, how manifold are thy works. In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. So is this great and wide sea, wherein are things creeping, innumerable, both small and great beasts. Take note, great beasts. There go the ships. There is that Leviathan. So Leviathan is a beast. He has heads and he's in the sea. And only God can defeat him. Take note of this. Because this is going to be a theme in the scripture. Notice again. There go the ships. There is that Leviathan whom thou hast made the play therein. Notice. These wait all upon thee that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. God is going to do something with them in the due season. So notice this. Leviathan has heads. Leviathan is in the sea. And also Leviathan seems to be breathing fire. Leviathan uh, eats up men as it were. So keep that in mind. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 27. Isaiah 27. And let I just pick up on the verse 1 please. Now notice this. In that day the Lord with his sore and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. Now when we read Isaiah 27, let's go to the, the verses just before that, verse 20 and out of Isaiah 26. Come, my people, enter into thy chambers and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation be overpassed. People were actually putting this out all over social media as a way that this is a warning to stay indoors and so forth. And God is saying, my people, stay in. There's a danger coming. Verse 21. For behold, the Lord cometh out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth shall also disclose her blood and shall no more cover her slain. So all the sin, 
all the murderous campaigns, all everything that's happened is going to be uh, shown before the Lord and he's coming with vengeance. So our people, here's a covering to come in, close your doors. This was going to happen at the coming of the Lord. And then chapter 27, and in that day, the coming of the Lord, in that day, the Lord with his sore and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing servant, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent. Notice twice he's mentioned here in Isaiah chapter 27. What we have to understand here is that Leviathan, this multi-headed, seemingly multi-headed monster, this dragon sort of a a creation or or creature uh, who lives in the sea, who's fierce and has teeth that like iron, iron gates can't be opened. He's living around the time of Job. Job seems to know him. So for example, Job lived as believed around 2166 BC, around that time. He lives around the time of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, around that sort of time. And notice Asaph, who wrote the Psalm 74, where we had had read from about Leviathan, he lived at the time of King David and Solomon, the father and son kings of Israel, which is about 1000 BC, so from about, say, 2100 BC, so forth, then the 1,100 plus years is David and Solomon. And here Leviathan is mentioned again. So this creature is living then. And then that's about 1,000 BC. And then the unknown author of Psalm 104 shows Leviathan as a sea creature, but we don't know the date, but we know it's probably after David. It's more than likely after David. So it's coming closer Again to our time. And then in Isaiah 26 and verse 21. About the future coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. To punish the sin. The future coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. In that day. Verse 27. Pardon me. Isaiah 27 and verse 21. Verse 1 says. In that day. With he'll come with his sore and great strong sword. Shall punish Leviathan. Jesus Christ is the word of God who's coming in Revelation 19. He's coming to rule with a rod of iron. The sword in Revelation 19 comes out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus. What what is that? The word of God. And so here, this Leviathan, it says, "The the strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, he shall slay. Notice the dragon. That is in the sea. The dragon that is in the sea. The word here, Leviathan, means wreathed, like circular, wreathed. You put a wreath on something. Wreath, when you go up to a cenotaph, a war memorial, you lay a wreath there. So it means wreathed, but also means coiled. In other words, it's a, 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 like a serpent or snake-like. And it also gives the idea one who attaches itself or himself to another. I think of the boa constrictor or snakes who wrap themselves as a coil around their victim to attach themselves. This is the idea. Isaiah 27 and verse 1 says, Leviathan, listen, is still alive today. 
we wonder, well, that's ridiculous. How could it be? Well, for one thing, it says it will be alive until the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's he who destroys it. And men are invincible. Pardon me. It is invincible against men. And men are too weak to, uh, to conquer this. To defeat this. Is Leviathan still alive? Are there dinosaurs and dragons and sea serpents who breathe fire still alive? Well, I suppose we have never come across any in, in our lifetime or the recent history. We do think of George and the dragon. Was that a real dragon or was it something else? Was it something else? Were there literal real fire-breathing dragons? I don't know. Were there real literal animals like, uh, like Behemoth, who was likened on to uh, a Diplodocus or a Diplodocus, whatever way you want to pronounce it, uh, with a great tail? Yep, there were. Yep, there were. And there are cave drawings that shows these things. Yes, absolutely. So were there possibly some sort of giant dragon-like, what we think of a dragon-like creature? Yeah, I believe there were or there could have been, but I don't know. We don't know. We hear of medieval stories of the knights conquering. Was that what that meant? We see it again in pictures and paintings from the time. So notice this. The Bible says Leviathan would still be alive. Are there sea dragons? Well, uh, I, I, we have ne- there's m- much of the ocean we don't know about. There's other parts of the earth that we have never explored, I'm sure. In fact, even we know less. Uh, it's said about the sea than we, uh, we know about the sp- at space at the moment. Um, who knows? Who knows? So the Almighty God comes to Job and he sh- it means he shows his presence. He, he comes to Job and he shows his face toward Job and he speaks and rebukes Job. The greatest power walking the earth. The greatest power roaming the earth. And Job is powerless against him. And the Lord says, Where you are when I laid the foundations of the earth, I keep the bird in flight, and, and I make the, 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 the deer and, and the hounds, the, the, the calf, and can you do all these things? And he brings them right down to Behemoth and Leviathan. God, he says, God says to him, I play with these things like a bird. Can you do that? And here's the idea of this. He's telling Job, you're weak, but you put your faith and trust in me. I play with these things, Job. These things are under my jurisdiction. These things are under my control. These things are under my power. They're not greater than me. You see, friends, brothers and sisters, we have to understand there's only one Almighty. Or else if there was another Almighty, one Almighty is just unalmighty himself. There's only one true and living Almighty God. Notice El Shaddai. El Shaddai I plays with Behemoth and Leviathan. With him like as one plays with a bird. He binds him with chains and puts Leviathan on a lead or a leash as they would call it. And he says, he does my bidding. Job, you are weak. And the revelation in 42, chapter 42 comes to Job. I know I can do all things. I pray that we will understand these things before this, this message is over. That whatever's going on in our world, you'll say, Lord, it looks dark. It's getting worse. 
Listen, I'm dismayed at times of things that are going on in our world, our nation. I'm dismayed at the, some of the things of our young people. I'm dismayed at the groups that are rising up and being, uh, and being supplied money and, and things to, to wreak, wreak havoc. I, I'm dismayed at it. But listen, God is still on the throne. God is still in control. So we want to look at this a little further. Who or what is behemoth and leviathan like? As I said, they may, they may be literal creatures or, or they were literal creatures who were ferocious, strong and terrible. But they represented a more terrible and terrifying force whom Job was powerless and speechless with. I'm going to say it again. They were literal creatures, but they were representative of something behind that that was more spiritual and powerful that Job was powerless and helpless against on his own strength. So who is behemoth or leviathan? Who do they represent? Simple. Represents the devil. Represents Satan. Represents Lucifer. Job chapter 1. I'm going to put a case to you. I want you to write it down and reread it. Job chapter 1 and verse 7. Remember, how the sons of Job and the daughters, we've told you how they, were, they died and, and, and so forth. Well, here's what happens. Job chapter 1, verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Now, note, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth. Notice, in the earth. And from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job that there is none like him in the earth? A perfect man and an upright man, one that fears God and this truth evil. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast thou not made an hedge about him and put about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now, touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. This is when he destroys his sons and his daughter by killing them in their life. This is when he, just takes away, he starts taking away his house and his cattle and his farming. Uh, he, he, he does every, all these terrible things to Job. Notice this. Notice this. This is the Leviathan spirit. This is the, the strength of the behemoth. It was given to Job, or pardon me, to Satan. It was allowed to happen. And Satan couldn't do it unless God had given him the go-ahead. So he's a pawn of God. Satan, Lucifer, is a pawn of God. So who destroys Job's life? The devil, Donald. Who destroyed Job's livelihood? The devil. Who blew down Job's house? The devil. Who killed Job's ten children? The devil. Who smote Job with sore boils and destroyed his health? The devil. Satan did it. Job was powerless against him. But God, we always must remember, brothers and sisters, is always almighty. The 
Almighty. Both the names of Behemoth and Leviathan are linked to the occult. I don't know if many know that or not, but both Behemoth and Leviathan are linked to the occult, to the dark arts. They're linked to black magic. And they were also linked to pagan, heathen mythology and also demonology. Demonology. And this derives from what was known as the mystery religions of Babylon. The mystery religions of Babylon. For example, in demonology, Leviathan is one of the seven princes or the seven heads of hell, as they call it. The seven heads of hell known as the gatekeeper of hellmouth. The Anglo-Saxons. The Anglo-Saxons and the Celts. They have art, especially the Anglo-Saxons. All our, our forefathers have that, that the paganism, have the arts of these things. They, they, they looked also to the stars where Orion's belt is also linked to Leviathan. In Isaiah 27 and verse 1, it says, Leviathan is a piercing serpent, a crooked serpent, a dragon. A piercing serpent, a crooked serpent, and a dragon. Notice here, the word piercing, we know a pierce means to pierce through, but it means more in the original text. That means one thoroughly occupying oneself to earn to press in, push through, and earn in business. That's a strange rendering. Notice, it gives the idea of debt usury. Debt usury. It gives the idea of the spirit that is behind the world, one world government, the world banking system that is in our world today that is in our world, operating the elitists right now. The word crooked is, means torturous and twisted, just like the serpent. We find the serpent is in Revelation 12 and verse 9. We'll look at it in a little moment. But in Isaiah 27 and verse 1 says that this spirit which is twisted and has occupied itself and pierced through to everyone in the world control and domination of money, men, and military might, is to be punished with the Lord's great and strong sword. And we are to, we are to lay hold on that word. It's the word of God that's, notice the revelation comes. I know thou canst do all things, Lord, in this darkness. And it's God, the Lord Jesus Christ, comes with us. And he slays them with the sword of his mouth. The sword coming out of his mouth is the word of God. Revelation 10 is the Protestant Reformation. It's the little open book which is the word of God which slayed the dragon, which slayed this beast. Notice here, slayed this spirit, crooked, torturous, and twisted. The great and strong sword, we are told, shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. Now notice, in the sea. For example, in Genesis chapter 3, we have the story of Adam and Eve and the, sea, the, the, the serpent coming and beguiling Eve. And so Adam took after his wife had gave him. And so they also ate and sin brought forth death. So the serpent came to bring forth death. 
The serpent, people think, was it a real snake in the ground? No, it, it's an ideology or an idea of a serpent. Notice this. Here, the serpent is likened unto a spiritual being. Leviathan is not only an animal that's mentioned in the scripture, but it was a spiritual being. Behemoth. We, we, we see here that in Genesis 3, that Adam and Eve took of the, of the tree that they were told not to take from. Sin brought forth death. Now listen. Listen. The spirit which is of Leviathan, from then on attaches himself to humankind, to Adam kind, and coils them in his grip. He is behemoth, extremely large and powerful entity. He destroyed Job's life, and he pierced or he broke through Job's religion when he was sacrificing unto God, and he stole Job's wealth, stole Job's livelihood, and he killed ten of Job's children, seven sons, three daughters, and he destroyed Job's life, robbed Job of his joy, and took away Job's peace and his health. The crooked, torturous serpent Leviathan, who was the devil who done it. Now we're fitting it together. The Lord Jesus said in John chapter 10, notice in verse 10, he says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. Notice the Lord Jesus says, I am come that they might have life. Here the Lord is looking back to this serpent who is the devil and Satan, the great dragon of Revelation 12, and here he's saying he comes to coil himself, to torture the lives of men. That's what's happening to many people. And listen, brothers and sisters, you are an overcomer in Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And you need to realize that you are not under his dominion. But rather, if you're in Christ and you're blood washed and you're blood bought, you are a child of God. You're under new management. You no longer answer to the devil. His cloak claws are not in you. His coil is not around you. For he or she whom the sun sets free, they're free indeed. They are free indeed. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, to destroy. That's exactly what he did with Job. I am come that they might have life they might have it more abundantly. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, it says in verse 18, here because uh, in Luke 10, the disciples are sent out and they come back rejoicing that in verse 17, that the devils are subject to us through thy name. That's great. But notice the Lord Jesus says in Luke 10, verse 18, I beheld Satan's lightning fall from heaven. First of all, Satan was defeated in heaven. Then Satan was defeated at the garden. Then sin, in the sense where God cast him down, and then Satan was defeated for us on Calvary. 
Notice here, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Here's our enemy. Satan is your enemy. God has given us all the power. And what is it? We have the strong sword of the Lord. We have the word of God. You need to learn the word. And then the sword and the spirit. Here we have given all the authority or the power to tread over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So notice here. Notice here. The Lord is saying, I give you that power. But I beheld Satan fall from heaven fall from heaven and fell, he fell as lightning to the earth note that mark that keep hold of that so here we have here we have this uh, Leviathan this serpent this devil and Job chapter 1 verses 6 let's go back to the book of Job please in chapter 1 Verse 6, here Satan comes to the Lord. Verse 7, and Satan is, is asked where he comes from, has been coming from, and he answers from going to and fro in the earth. Notice, in the earth and walking up and down in it. Now note, First Peter 5 and 8 says, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Peter tells us the devil was roaming the earth, that he's an adversary and that he's a foe and that he's seeking whom he may desire. Second Corinthians, please, and chapter 4. While you look it up, I'll get a drink. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Paul writes these words in verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty in walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Notice, but... If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world. Who is that? That is the devil. That is Satan. Whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of, the, out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Paul is saying it is the devil who blinds the minds of people. The devil is still a foe. Leviathan is the wreath coil attacher. In Ephesians 2 and verse 2, he's called the prince of the power of the air. And in John 12 and verse 31, he's called the ruler of this world or this world's system. So Leviathan, this wreath coiled attacher, the destroyer, the thief, the murderer, the liar, is invincible to mortal man. He's invincible to mortal man. You'll never defeat the devil on your own. 
You can never defeat the devil on your own. He's invincible to mortal man. And Job found that out. He lost everything he had. He lost it all. And now he sees in his own hopelessness and his own helplessness and his human depravity and inability to save himself, his only hope is in the Lord. I know thou canst do everything. Friend, I'll tell you, Satan has his wreathed coils around many. He's killing, he's stealing, he's destroying their lives. He's ruining people. He's taking them to hell. And the only one who can rescue you your works can't defeat the devil. Your, your wishful thinking, your positive mindsets can't uh, defeat the devil. Spiritism and all of these, that's all demonic stuff. And all of these things cannot set you free, but only the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was shed at Calvary's tree. Only the cross work, finished work of Jesus can save you. And you and I, brothers and sisters, need to remember and remind ourselves who we are in him. Kings and priests unto our God. Notice here as well. Notice. Only God could save and help Job. Job 41 and verse 34. Job chapter 41 please. And verse 34. I'm going to go with it to, to it with you. The Lord says, he beholdeth all high things. He is a king over all the children of pride. He beholdeth all high things. He is a king over all the children of pride. The word pride, there is a word, shakats. You know what it means? One who struts with haughtiness. Pride means I don't care, I don't want, I don't need God. I don't care, I don't want, and I don't need saved or a saviour. I don't care, I don't need, and I don't want anyone. I'm okay as I am, and they're wanting to stay that way. And they strut with pride before God and their haughtiness. I want to tell you, that happened to Satan too. And I want to tell you something else. The word here, shakats, to strut with haughtiness, gives the idea of sticking the nose up at the things of God, shaking fist toward heaven. I think of the pride parades. And I think of the pride of not only homosexual, but heterosexual people. I think the pride, think of the pride of the hearts of men and women in our nation who hate the things of God. In Isaiah 14 and verse 12, here's the five I wills of pride of Lucifer. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation or in the place of control, it means. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. Isaiah 14, verse 12 on. Read it in your own time. Notice as we 
look on at Leviathan here. In 1969, 1969, Anton LaVey uh, published what was called the Satanic Bible. And it's a collection of essays and observations and ritual practices for demonic, satanic worship. Now note this. The last book of the Satanic Bible is called the Book of Leviathan. The Book of Leviathan. In the portion called the Raging Sea. Sounds familiar, Leviathan in the Sea? The Raging Sea. It teaches rituals and chants, notice, to evoke the serpent of the sea, Leviathan, who is Satan himself. Also in the 19 Enochian keys, these are readings and writings you can read. I would stay away from them, but they're there. There's an alphabet which is claimed to be pre-deluge, anti-deluvian as some would say. And the book contains, which, it, which contains the, 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 uh, the alphabet, it's called Labor. Leo Gareth, and it means it's called this book of the speech of God. This is before the flood. The book consists of 49 keys of understanding celestial beings and their speech. So we find here that Leviathan in Job 41, he is defeated by his formidable foe. But in admitting his, that is Job is defeated, but in admitting his helplessness and casting his pride away, Job 42 and verse 2, he says, I know, revelation of God. I know thy canst do everything. Psalm 74 and verse 12 says, For God is my king of old working salvation in the midst of the earth. Praise him for it. Psalm 74 and verse 14, he says, He breaketh the heads of Leviathan in pieces. Notice here, can you not see the gospel here? Can you not see the redemption of God's people here? Notice, for God is my king of old, working salvation in the midst of the earth. This is in the Psalms, Old Covenant. And then he says, he breaks the heads, plural, heads of Leviathan in pieces. Remember, we also said how in the occult this was used, even in old Anglo-Saxon pagan art, and there was many heads on this Leviathan. So Isaiah 27 and verse 1 speaks of Leviathan's end. When is it when the Lord returns? For example, we, we did mention, we'll look briefly in Revelation, the book of Revelation, please, chapter 12. And there appeared in verse 1 a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon at her feet, and upon her head was a crown of twelve stars. And she being great with child, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. 
great red dragon, seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns upon his head, and he, his tail drew a third part of the stars and did cast them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was there a place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So here we have this woman in verse 1. This woman is Israel. And the, the, 12, the stars around her, the 12 stars, are the 12 tribes, represents the 12 tribes of Israel. The moon and the sun represents uh, 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 Jacob and uh, Rebecca. Uh, pardon me, uh, Jacob and Leah and Rachel, uh, the, the, the mothers of the of the 12 tribes. Really, Rachel it is, although there's different mothers. Really, Rachel. And it's found in Genesis 37 when Joseph had a dream that 11 stars and the sun and the moon bowed down to his star and his father says, well, I and your mother and your, your brethren bow down to you. And this is it here being played out in Revelation 12. That's the symbology carried right through the scripture. So here we find that the woman is Israel. This is Israel who brings forth the man-child. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, he, the, tried, the Edomite uh, Jew, Herod, tried to have him slain when he was a baby. And of course, we know he went into Egypt and came back out again. And then, of course, he was crucified. He redeemed us. He went to the, the grave and rose again, ascended to heaven, caught up to God on his throne, seated at the right hand of God. The woman, was, Israel, was scattered in the wilderness which would have been, of course, into Europe and Scandinavia and uh, British Isles and so on. Notice this. The dragon fought, takes us back into eternity. And here he's cast out, tells us about him, the old serpent. And notice here, verse 10, And there was a loud voice saying, In heaven now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him. This is you, Christian. This is you, blood-washed. They overcame him, the serpent, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. And therefore rejoice, ye heavens, ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast out into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And we look at that throughout the years, the persecution of God's people. We look at it throughout the years, how the devil, or the dragon, the serpent, Leviathan, has come out of the sea in the, as the beast of revelation. Persecuted God's people. And we find it whenever we, we read uh, Revelation 13 and verse 1. Haven't time to go into it. You can read it at your own leisure. 
John writes, And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. Verse 2. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. So you can see the spiritual being of Leviathan. You are uh, unable, unable to defeat him unless you're washed in the blood. And so that followed west. Right? The whole way. We, then we had Roman persecution right up through the Roman Caesars. Then we had the, 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 the uh, papal persecution under the, the Roman popes. And then we have had it spread for, further. And we've seen the banking systems form. We've seen the, 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 the world domination and control, the new world order with a one world government and the European Union and all those other sections trying to take control. The global elitists and Leviathan is working in through them. There's religious, ecclesiastical, uh, 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 ecumenicalism that's happening now of all faiths, religions, even in Christianity so-called, pulling together and they're starting to bring them all together with Islam and Judaism and, and, and Hinduism and Sikhism and all of this stuff, bringing them all together, trying to make the, a new world order, a one world government, an, an ecumenical system, worldwide globalists. Then there's the economic system they're trying to bring us under their global power. They, 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 they're trying to bring us in under a monetary system. And, of course, then there's a military system as well, a governmental system where they're trying to sit in Senate like they did in, in Brussels. They're trying to have a sit like that. And, of course, that goes right through in the United Nations and so on and so on and so on. And they're bringing it all in. And they're trying to form all of this together. But here, don't you be dismayed, Christian. Don't you be dismayed. Notice, we're told of those in Revelation 13 and 4, of those that worship the dragon, which gave power to the beast. The devil gives power to the beast. Political and religious systems, monetary systems. Notice what the Lord says again. We go back to Job 41 and 5. Wilt thou play with him as a bird, or wilt thou bind him for thy maidens? Leviathan, Satan, is not in control, he's saying. He's saying, I'm in control. The Lord is saying, I'm in control. Listen, there's an awful lot of stuff online at the minute. And there's fake news. There may be some truth in some of it. There's a lot of fake news. And there's a lot of stuff going out there that's telling people all manners of things. It's going to happen. It might happen. And they're looking to happen. And some might have some credibility in it. But listen, stop worrying about it and get into this. Get into the word of God. For this is the sword which will slay him with. Leviathan, Satan is not in control. The Almighty, Almighty says to Job, can you take him for a walk? Because I can. Can you leash him? Can you bind him? Because I can. And the Bible in the book of Revelation tells us in Revelation 20 that he binds Satan. He binds him. And Christ rules over all for a thousand years. He looses Satan. Satan can't get out until he's loosed. And after that, the Lord Jesus throws him into the lake of fire. The beast, the dragon, and the false prophet are. And then the books are open, and those who are not written in the book of life are cast into the lake of fire. So that's me. I thought I'd bring you this study. Hellmouth. Who is the dragon in Hellmouth? <laughs> Revelation 20 says the dragon's in hell's mouth in the lake of fire. Your God has never relinquished 
his very own power. He is still in control, the Almighty. So I leave you with what Job said. I know, I trust you have some sort of revelation this morning of this. What's going on in our world? I know thou canst do everything. So brothers and sisters, with God all things are possible. I know thou canst do everything. And next week, listen to what God says. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything? God bless his word to all of us. And may he strengthen you. Let's pray. Father, take your word again. And deal with our hearts and strengthen us. And glorify your son. We ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Don't forget. Don't forget tonight we will be in the Lord's will. We'll be at Turkington's off the Mountain Road. And we'll be there at 6 o'clock for our drive-in. Invite people. Get on the phone to someone. Invite them along. Come in your car. And, you know, we're, we're looking to uh, get onto the sound of God's word and pray that people will be saved. And come and join us. And come and, and bring the blessing with you. And may God richly bless you for it. In Jesus' name. God bless. I'll talk to you soon.